2: welcome to security and secure. this is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay I'm Johnny Seafoot and if you have the same match as me then before we get to today's guest please subscribe to security and secure whilst you're listening and at the end of the episode leave a five-star rating and a review now let me tell you about my guest today <music> Yesterday is a classically trained singer, model, and influencer. And all those skills have come into use as she is now the star of Loaded in Paradise, the first reality TV show made for ITVX set around the islands of Greece. In each episode, five teams need to try and win a credit card worth 50,000 euros with a giant game of cat and mouse. Now, I've spent the past week binging it, and it's honestly one of my favourite programmes of the past couple of years. It's escapism TV. There's not too much drama. And it's just to show you can kind of relax, watching the sunshine, watching a game, where you're really involved in it because you're really rooting for your favourite couple. And there was only one couple that I wanted to win. And I'm so delighted that she joins me on Security and Security today. It's Amelia Grace <laughs> Bell. Hello, Amelia.
3: Hello, how are you?
2: All the better for seeing you.
3: That's uh, very good.
2: <laughs> Why are you laughing, Reddy? I
3: don't know. I get shy <laughs> stage fright yes that's what it is stage fright
2: yeah because no, I've, I've seen on your instagram how stage fright you are
3: i know i know well yeah no instagram is a lie though isn't it is it instagram is a huge lie like i just think all my pictures i look like i've got a resting bitch face and i actually walk around smiling the whole time all my pictures i look like i'm constantly made up and most of the time i've got no makeup on it's a lie instagram is a lie
2: what about the bikini? Do you walk around in a bikini the whole time?
3: Uh, no, I walk around naked. No, no I actually do. My mum says I'm an exhibitionist. Honestly, she's like, Amelia, put some clothes on. Like the neighbours will see you. I actually feel more comfortable in a bikini than I do fully clothed. I get that. Yeah, it it's weird. Like I think that's why I actually prefer posting because I think some clothes make you look frumpy, mm. whereas in a bikini you can sort of like you know make like put the straps up so you feel more comfortable and stuff. There were days when I, I would not, you know, I'd, I'd literally have jumpers on, trackies, and I would never, I'd have to put the, you know, the lights off and everything. I could never show my body. And now I'm like, I've got to a stage where I'm not 100% comfortable. I've got insecurities 100%, but I've worked very hard for that. So if I want to show my body off and show the progress, then... Yeah, I'm going to. And I think boys, like, they'll go to the gym and they'll put a picture on of them topless and no one will say anything because they've worked hard for that. Why, if a girl puts a picture on of, you know, their their gym gains, does people have to make it into something sexual? Like, they're just showing off their gym gains and their hard work the same way as the boy is who's got no top on.
2: There's a very good reason for that, because of the followers. If you think about it, a man who's got the followers, most than the majority of them, will be their friends yeah when it comes to someone like yourself and i hope this is okay to say you'll have a lot of guys following you because mm-hmm. they're attracted to you and they've seen you in a type of wear and then you've got the female followers who you empower them but also they're very jealous of yeah because everyone wants likes look at the end of the day we all need validation and so if the, you're getting you know a hundred thousand likes on a the picture they want that as well but they're getting four likes exact same photo exact same look you've got the following they don't
3: I think it's such a shame because a lot of this world now is jealousy and I know that I'll look at a girl and I'll think oh my goodness she's stunning like why can't I look like her and I will never do it in you know I'll never be mean about it but I know that people have a certain sort of mentality that they'll see someone and they'll be jealous and instead of you know raising that person up they'll want to bring them down and that, and that's the world we live in right now and it's, it's, it's sad like it's even just like trolls on the internet they're obviously very upset and obviously aren't very happy and they think oh how can I make myself like myself feel better oh I'll bring someone else down but obviously like I say social media is fake so they think they're bringing this you know really happy person down actually you don't know that person could be faking it and that one like troll comment could be enough to tip them over the edge like you just don't know
2: oh absolutely so look let's talk about that battle you've mentioned with your body let's go back to the beginning of where those battles started what are the triggers for you
3: so well it's a very long story it's like a timeline so if i just quickly breeze over that i was extremely depressed when i was 13 14 that was hell and i basically lost a hell of a lot of weight i couldn't eat when i'm stressed i just don't eat and so i lost a lot of weight and i was pretty much borderline anorexic essentially I I just could there was no weight on me and that was the way I was and then I started getting better from the depression and obviously as I started getting better I started eating more so it was a positive however I was so used for the whole like two years that I had this depression I was so used to looking in the mirror and that I have to say the only thing I actually liked about being depressed was how slim I was so to see myself then start putting on weight that was a huge thing because I was like hang on a minute this isn't normal, and I probably just look completely healthy to anyone else. But to me, I was so used to seeing this slim waist that I could, you know, pinch. That it, it began to make me feel really stressed, and I think that's sort of when the body dysmorphia started—the really sort of intense body dysmorphia. Like I've always, as a child, been been like, oh, I'm, I'm not pretty, mom, and she'd be like, stop that, you know, you are, and. I was always very much like that and never thought I was, you know, the prettiest girl in the bunch. Or when I did gymnastics, I was always like, I look really frumpy in my leotard. But this is when it was like intense and it was literally like, I got to the point where I was having, I wrote down my day. So it's, it's very much like OCD in the fact that you have to have a structure. So I'd write down my day of when I was waking up, what time I was having breakfast, lunch and dinner and what I was having. So it would literally be water, the whole day and then i'd have like some lettuce maybe like one wee bakes. i was literally it just went from from being eating normally to cutting down calorie restricting i'd be on the treadmill for an hour then i'd go back to the gym and do the cross trainer just cuz i was like i need to lose this weight and then it got to the point where after about a year of trying to lose the weight then i was like actually i want to see muscle now cuz i started seeing girls with muscle on instagram so I was like, right, okay. So then I started going to the gym trying to build muscle. The thing with body dysmorphia, it, it's controls you. So there's things like mirror checking. So I'd be lifting up my top. And I, I remember I was in college and I'd literally stand in the public toilets on the surface to see what my stomach looked like in the mirror. And people would walk in and be like, what on earth is this girl doing? It was It's horrendous, it controls you. I'd be mirror checking 20, 30 times a day to check that that bit of water that I just drank hadn't bloated my belly out Um I would be so horrible to my parents because if they did not have tea ready at six o'clock when I had planned in my diary, I'd start getting panicky. I'd start getting stressed. And then they'd obviously that was like a hard thing to have at home. And it was just it's so controlling. And people think like, oh, you know, people, if they don't think they're pretty, they've got body dysmorphia. Yes, absolutely. That is a form of body dysmorphia when you have insecurities about yourself. But this type of body dysmorphia was Control and it was that it was the only thing i thought about waking up from going to bed was just how i could keep my stomach as slim as possible
2: for anyone that's listening beat eating disorders.org.uk is a mm-hmm. charity to beat charity beat eating uk. feel triggered by what you're hearing from the media
3: it then started turning into an eating disorder so i would then start binge eating so obviously because i was so hungry i hadn't eaten anything the whole day i then i remember it was easter and i'd got a few easter eggs and i just ate all, all four easter eggs in one go and then the guilt came on me so then I was starting to make myself sick I'd do things that like I'd wrap towels and like scarfs around my waist to, to try and give that illusion of a slim waist and I'd keep them on just it, it's the stuff that you do obviously it wasn't me it was the condition that was making me do this but it's I kind of want to bring more awareness to what body dysmorphia actually is because I right now like, I'll look in the mirror and think, I don't look pretty. That is a form of body dysmorphia, but it's not as intense as what I, I had a couple of years ago, where it's controlling your day-to-day. Like, right now, I can wake up, I can, you know, I can go through my day and not really care about what I look like anymore. Don't get me wrong, I'll I'll look in the mirror and I'll complain, and I'm, I'm always complaining and picking at things. I'm getting on with my life. Whereas in back then, there was no getting on with my life. And this is really bad to say, but I'd skip college... I'd say to my mum and dad I was going to college and I'd actually go to the gym. That's how bad it was. So I, I, I was lying to the people that I loved, saying, oh, yeah, I've been to college, and I, I just couldn't. And then it, it turns into anxiety. And then I think that's where the anxiety formed because you get so stressed if you're not going to stick to your one your one meal or your plan that then you start to have a panic attack. And it was just horrendous. I didn't want anyone to look at me. I'd walk When I did go to college, I'd walk with my hood up, even if it was sunny, head down, I'd speed walk. Like, I just, I didn't want anyone to look at me. It, it's just horrendous. I can't, I can't explain it all because I'd be here for years, but I think that part of having body dysmorphia needs to be made more aware because I think you hear a lot about Chloe Kardashian having body dysmorphia because she was, obviously, people would, would call her, the trolls would call her overweight, and now she has lost a lot of weight and she's looking very slim. And they say, well, she must have body dysmorphia. From the outside, yeah, maybe she does, but I want to know her feelings and why she felt she had to lose that weight. Was she having the same feelings as me, and in this, this her head was controlling her, or did she generally just want to lose weight? Like it's, it's not talked about enough, if you know what I mean.
2: You said the depression started when you were twelve, thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being in college, you're sixteen, seventeen. So there's about yeah. five, six year period where this journey has really. Gone. Yeah. What do you think the triggers were though? So, apart from the way you look, there mm-hmm. had to be an underlying issue there.
3: I, the triggers, I know the triggers for depression were I had a lot of things go wrong. I had a couple of family deaths. I had some family issues. I had obviously just teenage hormones, obviously, doesn't help as well. There was a lot of things going wrong with that. I think the trigger, the only thing I can put down to it was I was literally one time. I remember I was revising and this is where it started. I was eating bowls and bowls of granola. I was just addicted to it. I just love granola. I'd put it in a bowl and I'd eat it whilst I was revising. And then I realised that actually I'm focusing on eating rather than revising. And then there were these big packs of cereal and I'd go through like one a night. And then I was like, hang on a minute, that is... A lot of food that I've just eaten, and I think everyone, when they're revising, snacks like it gets you through, doesn't it? But I think the, the trigger for me was I one day just I was walking upstairs, and I must have been not had many clothes on, and I look, looked in the full length mirror, and I just saw how, in my personal opinion, I felt I was overweight, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't fat, I wasn't what an expert would call overweight, but I was definitely I had a lot of fat that I wasn't used to on my body so to someone else they probably would think oh she's she's you know she's not toned but she's not overweight to me because I was so used to seeing this skeletal figure I I felt morbidly obese and people can listen to that and think oh that's dramatic but it's not when it's in your head and you've got this disorder everything is just makes sense like everything that you do Make sense, and people can talk you out of it. And my dad always says to me, "You're very pretty, Amelia. Why do you not just see it?" I wish I could, but I just don't. And it's it's a long process. It's not something that you get over overnight. It's taken me how old am I now? Twenty three, and I was sixteen, seventeen when it started. Like I'm a lot better right now. Don't get me wrong. And the things that I can do, such as Instagram and going to these events and being on the show, it's it's a huge improvement because I would never have been able able to like leave my house a couple of years ago but it's still with you i don't think it ever goes away you just learn ways to cope with it or you do you feel stronger in yourself and i think it helps as you get older as well because you do realize that a lot of people are pretending to be okay when they're not you know a lot of people have insecurities i think that was the trigger just looking in the mirror and just sort of realizing oh my god i have really you know them granola have really you know made me gain quite a bit of weight
2: but when it comes to social media and you get a thousand nice comments and you get that one horrible comment Mm. and you're doing a tv show and you're publicly putting a lot of pictures of yourself in your bikini up mentally what does that do to you when that negative comment comes in are you able to compartmentalize that and go they're jealous they're a troll i don't follow them i don't care about their opinion or does it set you back each time
3: so for me i used to get really upset if i had a comment and i'd reply I'd reply with something something sarcastic, or (laughs) a lot of the time trolls don't bother me. If some, if a troll was to say something about my figure or my face quite frankly, I'll agree with them. If they were to say, oh, that Amelia is really ugly, I'd be like, yeah, fair dues. And it doesn't bother me because I am more horrible to myself than a troll could ever be. So that never phases me. If a troll says something about my personality, that is what gets to me because I think I'm out here trying to be the nicest person I can. I'm trying to be the best person I can. Yeah, I've made mistakes. Every human's made mistakes. But if they truly think In their head that maybe I'm not a nice person or I don't know whatever they think about me that's what gets to me appearance wise I agree with you I can say 10 times worse things about myself than you ever can but personality wise I think that's the one thing that that I do I try my hardest to just be like look Amelia you might not be pretty but at least you're kind you know what I mean so if someone then says you're not kind then I'm like oh I've not got anything do you know what I mean if trolls are listening please don't comment on my personality because I'll cry
2: No, please don't. We don't encourage that at all. No. We only encourage nice comments. <laughs> yes, stuff. nice comments, please. <laughs> so, how does the influencer life come hand in hand with that? So, where did that begin? Because I think it's always interesting. We always go, oh, they're an influencer. And now they're doing Love Island. And obviously, you're donating to paradise. But there had to be that moment that before that first photo shoot, where you thought, I am good looking enough. I am validated enough that I can have a photo taken. And that is going to get likes, it is going to be endorsed by brands.
3: So this story is extremely interesting. So I obviously had the body dysmorphia and I had a cognitive behavioural therapist, which is slightly different to a counsellor, um, but they tend to give you a CBT if you are you know, dealing with more sort of anxiety, things like that. So I had this lady and she would give me homework every week. So my homework for the first week was, you know, try and mirror check a little bit less as i started to get a little bit you know into this these sessions she then said right okay your homework is i want you to take a picture of yourself that to me those words i was like you horrible woman i hated it i really did because i thought that is horrendous i don't want to take a picture of myself like you'll notice now even on my instagram i don't have any selfies that is it, it's weird but that was my homework to take a picture of myself so i did that and it was hell but i did it the next homework was okay now you've got to post this picture on instagram Again, hell. I was thinking, what is going on? So I'd got this picture and I'd post it on Instagram. And then my homework each week was to
1: post a picture of.
3: So I knew I had to do this. I knew I had to do it for my homework. So I was like, right, okay, well, I may as well put some nice outfits together. You know, you can have body dysmorphia, but you can still enjoy wearing nice outfits. So I was like, right, okay, let's start making some outfits. And if I've got to take these pics, let's do it. And then maybe about a month into it, I got contacted by a clothing brand called Femme Luxe and they just messaged me and said, can we send you an item of clothing? And I was like, okay yeah like why the hell not if if I'm gonna have to take these pics let's do it yeah so they sent me that posted it and I tagged them and then they then reposted that picture on their Instagram and then I started working with them like sort of full-time so every week I'd post a picture and then they'd repost it and sort of one picture I think um got on the explore page and that got me up to about 10k and then once you get up to 10k then it's sort of people sort of see you not as an influencer but it's sort of like you're trying to you know show off your fashion and your style and things like that and at this point this was I'm not saying this was quick this was probably over a good few months and I was at uni at the time and I had this white wall so I'd literally just take all these pictures of these clothes against this white wall and that's what I was doing I was just posting them and I'm not saying I liked the pictures because I didn't but obviously I was start I wasn't getting I was getting better I wasn't 100% healed but as I was improving because that obviously the cognitive behavioral therapy was working slightly the tips she was giving me and I was on antidepressant pills that do basically they stop the obsessive thoughts, so that it just means that I could I could breathe a little bit they are dangerous in a way because they, they kind of take all your sense of danger away from you so I would I would always be really scared I'm like, oh my god I never walked down a dark hallway on my own if you're on too high of a dose you don't really care about anything which is good because you're not stressed about things but it also takes away your sense of danger so just I would say that is something that isn't talked about as well as maybe just like the side effects of pills yes they are brilliant and they definitely help me get out of bed day to day however the side effects, I don't think I talked about enough. Obviously, the physical side effects as well, not just the mental ones. But yeah, I think that's, that's where it started. And then it, it just sort of grew from there. And then I did start to become more confident. And I did start to not love myself because I don't think I'll ever love myself, but I started to feel more comfortable in my own skin. And it sounds horrible, but around that time, I would take validation from boys. So if I went on a date with a boy, I'd be like, well, he can't think I'm ugly because he's been on a date with me. And you know, if I got into a relationship or something, I'd be like, "Yeah, like they they must they must fancy me. They must think I am pretty because why else would they be with me?" And then, it, as soon as that ended, my world would be like, "Oh my god, I am not pretty. That's why they've ended it." So it, yeah, I'm, I've sort of as you get older and each experience you learn as well. Like I've as much as those boys that you know dumped me. I am very upset about that, but I am so glad they did that because I've learned from that
2: what doesn't kill you makes you stronger
3: exactly that's exactly what it is and i think i've been through so much that we've just battled with my own brain that i'm so much stronger than i was and i'm not i'm not 100 you know i've not got a full set of armor on yet but i'm definitely building that armor 100
2: be eating Uk is the website to go to if you're affected by bodies of small food and anything you've heard amelia talk about let's Talk happier things. Yes. Let's talk. Living in paradise. <laughs> yes. ITVX and hopefully it will come to ITV 2 soon. It's the first reality show to go straight to ITVX. It's the ITV hub. It's changed. It's weird for a reality show to go there, but I get it because reality TV is massive to ITV. There's a massive audience, but it needs to be found. And there was no advertisements for the show. So, how did you get involved in this show? And how did you find that it was going to go to ITVX? And you're like, I'm going to be a TV star. It should be ITV V Two, baby.
3: Yeah, I think. My problem would be is that ITVX as a whole, I get what they're trying to do and it's brilliant. But the issue that my family had personally is that our TV must be over five years old. So when we tried to go on it, on the TV, it didn't come up. Um, And when I Googled, it actually said that a lot of TVs that aren't these smart TVs now are not going to be able to access the ITVX. So I'm like oh, that's great, so luckily i've got a computer, so I could link up my laptop to the uh, to the TV and we could watch it on there now, my best friend Ellie she's got Sky Q, and a lot of people have Sky Q. I think that you know it used to be the thing isn't it Sky you can't actually access it on there either, so a lot of people are struggling to find it now, I know if i'm getting from work, I just want to put something on. I just want to stick Netflix on and just watch it. The last thing I want to do is have to search. For something you want people want easy watch t v they don't want to have to search for it, so unless you know about it and you're absolutely desperate to watch it, you're not going to search it or like my friend said she was like, "Well, I could watch it on my phone she said, but i want I don't want to watch you on a, a small phone, you know you're my best mate, I want to watch you on the big t v so she's literally gonna have to download it on her iPad and watch it when she goes on a flight to Barbados or whatever, which is a shame because that's that's my best mate that's not been able to watch it, so I think you know, if your friends aren't watching it, why are is going to watch it? They don't have anything to watch it for. So I think definitely it's a shame that they've not supported it on all platforms. Hopefully that will come. It's brand new. You know, they don't know how it's going to work. They're just testing it out. So I think maybe when it comes on to ITV2, maybe hopefully there'll be a bit more publicity, people will see it. And then if they want to you know watch binge watch it all in once or catch up if they miss an episode then they'll be able to find itvx and go to it but i do believe they should have probably done it the other way around
2: quick fires for you okay because i love legend in paradise and there's so much we have to discuss but did you have helicopters and drones following you the whole time?
3: Yes. So not necessarily helicopters. A couple of the couples went in helicopters for their experiences. But not
2: following you when you're... So how did they film you running from no. sand beaches? Right.
3: So each couple had um, a team of six. And with your team, you had a sound guy, camera lady or cameraman, technical, a translator person all sorts you had your sort of director producer with you and then your runner who would you know get you things like water and sun cream and each pair had that so there was two basically two different sets of cameramen there was the cameramen in the safe houses that were all like the big sort of love island cameras where they were stationary and they were very expensive and then you had your sort of on-the-go cameras Um, and then if you were the spenders there was another girl called phoebe that would come and you'd have two cameras on you if you were the spenders but you'd only have one if you were the chasers so this whole crew they were as fit as you were because if you were running they were running and I remember on the first day on the chase we were running through Athens must be running for about 25 minutes and Chris our sound guy we went down this alleyway that we weren't meant to go down and I literally got grabbed by this woman like I won't say these these people weren't you know probably shouldn't have been doing what they were doing down that alleyway we'll put it that way so she grabbed me another one started trying to put like liquid on us and then one of them grabbed uh chris the sound guy's sound bag obviously it's a hella expensive piece of kit and it, it was just like everyone was like oh my god are you okay and so yeah they were they whatever situation we were in they were in and i just felt so bad for them because i thought it was hard running in that heat they had to run in that heat with these huge cameras and huge sound bags and things, so it was very intense. They've got to be incredibly physically fit, all of them.
2: Whereas you just had a bum bag.
3: Yeah, we just had a bum bag, and I was like, "God, bikini. this is intense." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is so intense." So yeah, they, I think they don't, they don't get enough credit at all because the things that they were doing. Like, our camera lady, Sarah, she was literally, when we were having that race across the beach, she was right behind us. And then, obviously, Ellie and Tommy's camera guy as well, Warren, he was running as well. It was it was just, in, like... And, obviously, they had to keep up with us because if we're running quicker, that they're, they're not going to get it on camera. So...
2: And we had a lot of time where you just went, oh, do you know what, we're going to go for last time. time? We're going to go for food. Was that part of the scenes? Or did you actually go, we want to have a wine and actually finish the wine, actually finish? Because a lot of time, obviously, if you're doing the, if you're the spender and you would never finish your food, even though you didn't know when you're going to get caught. Yeah. So why did the food never get eaten? But then also, side point, I've done TV in the past. And <laughs> once you do TV, you know how TV works. Um, especially when it comes to food and drink, because there's scenes of me doing TV where my food goes up and down as the scene goes on. Yeah. Of a drink goes up and down because they've cut it the other way around and you're like, "I thought he had more water than he did." Oh wait, where how's that? Why did that happen? Yeah, it's one of my favourite things to watch.
3: So, unfortunately, I think that is one thing that if they were to do another series, maybe they would look at because there was a lot of waste. We would order these meals, and if you thought that the people were coming to get you, you didn't care that you just ordered this. You know gorgeous meal you were leaving. So unfortunately there was quite a lot of quite a lot of waste. That's why me and Millie never ordered food because we knew we wouldn't get a chance to eat it. Both of us have stomach problems so we couldn't eat quick anyway. So it's kind of like if you got to the hotel at night that's where you'd enjoy your food because you'd get the room service. The cameras weren't on you so you could just enjoy it. In the day we just tended to go for drinks because at least with your drink you can drink that quite quickly. The other thing is obviously it's TV. You're only allowed actually one or two glasses of alcohol on camera and I think just just so to not advertise drinking really so a lot of the time we'd buy these huge big bottle of you know very expensive champagne we'd have a glass and then we just give it to the crew because obviously like it's silly to waste it and this is expensive stuff as well so we just give it to the crew so that it wasn't wasted in in that way the drinks but yeah the food we just avoided because we thought we don't want to waste it and it's, it's just a mess. I'm not sure on the other couples. I can't speak for them. I know some of them did get to eat it fully, but that's your choice, you know, whether you want to stay and eat your meal fully and risk getting caught or whether you want to, you know, just have a picket and then go.
2: Yeah, but the two guys had the burger in the car park. They obviously really <laughs> wanted their Oh, yeah, eating.
3: that was hilarious. Yine and Kane, literally, they were like, we are eating this food because they were starving. And obviously... You, you think you'd get hungry as a chaser, which you do. You also get hungry as a spender because you're still having to, you know, all that thinking and the, the sort of the tension makes you really hungry. Mm.
2: Well, also it's it's funny because um Lucy Appleton from Cavos Weekend was on the podcast a of weeks ago. Yeah, and she said that on ITV as well add the two uh limit, them and it went up to seven drinks because they weren't getting enough drama but your show is not about the drama oh, but 70. i need to know about the drama yeah tell me the biggest secret to the show what <laughs> don't we really know if you've seen all 15 episodes we're not going to spoil and say who the winner is but tell me the biggest secret to the show The
3: biggest secrets of the show i think i'm sad about it is that a lot of the stuff that happened at the safe house wasn't aired and i think maybe on the first night when we got to the safe house i think people probably thought there was quite a bit of tension between, you know, like, Jasmine and Cara and me and Millie uh, because they'd caught us in the chase. Actually, that night, we were all getting on, like, a house on fire. I think a lot of it, the looks... some Maybe there was a bit more drama than was shown. I think there was definitely some, some people that maybe didn't like each other as much as they made out and then, you know, they'd use that... Because, as well, you want to use it to your advantage. Like me and Millie actually we we lied straight to Jasmine and Kara's face cuz we said to them when we were at one of the hotels we were like oh we can't get in there so we're going to have to go and they were like oh no way that cuz we were like trying to steer them off the trail and then i felt awful next time i saw them cuz i was like i've just lied straight to their face and they're going to rewatch it and know that we've lied good <laughs> but at the <laughs> same time i was like it's a show and you know i want the gold card but but yeah i think a lot of people were you didn't know if they were telling the truth or not because it's like well are they? Do they really do that? Do they do this?
2: 100. Um. Final question, guy.
3: <laughs> yes. I've
2: got to ask you about him. <laughs> yeah. Uh. There was a lot of Love Island-esque scenes. Um. I, I'm a classical singer. Oh. Are you, are you? Let's let's just go and have a little chat whilst everyone is watching at a party. Yeah. Oh. Um. Just want
3: to have a, one more kiss. Just a, just an emotional goodbye
2: <laughs> Oh. Um. um, um Showman's or reality?
3: We we were very very close, but I think a lot of the things that happened were sort of scripted that like i would never have walked over to him on a bench at a party and started talking about classical music i would have probably chose a different conversation what you got to level eight <laughs> I, know. I know i've watched it's, it all. it's very impressive and we obviously did have that in common but i think there was things obviously you have to bear in mind a lot of the time when me and guy were having chats it was off camera the ones that are on camera it's, it's a bit difficult talking to someone on camera and people forget that. Like when we were having the chat about classical music, there were six cameras on us and I didn't have a clue what to say. I was just so under pressure that I had these six cameramen just like giggling to themselves because this was like the first bit of romance they'd got on the show. So it is, you do sort of kind of, it's not natural with what you're saying because how is it natural? You've got six cameras pointing at you and I think sometimes I'd get carried away with some of the things I'd say. But yeah, we, we were very, very close and definitely had a very close relationship the first kiss would we have ever kissed if we hadn't been dared to i'm not sure
2: and final final question mentally bringing this all together yeah you filmed the show last summer mm-hmm. it's now january 2023 the show has been out for a couple of weeks how have you found that time since the show was filmed going back to normal life as an influencer then the show coming out and now people going to ITVX to binge it each week and if it goes to ITV2 watching that you've had to go back to reality how are you dealing with that am I living in the past the present or the future
3: I think it was hard waiting so many months for it to come out that was that was what was hard and I think you don't realize but in six months you change so much as a person so there's things that I did or said on the show that I'm looking and I'm like that was me six months ago, that's not me now. I mean, most of it is me, but you do change quite a bit and obviously friendships change and people change. So it's not hard in any way, it's it's great. We've, been, we've all been, you know, so excited for it to come out that it's been such fun, but I'm just cracking on life, you know, as usual. And if something good comes off the show when it comes onto ITV2, then, you know, amazing. But for now, I'm just sort of sticking with the same job that I had and just sort of going with that really.
2: Amelia Grace Bell there on Security and Secure. You can watch Loden and Paradise on ITV2 or ITVX. And if you enjoyed Security and, and you loved Amelia, on Instagram at Amelia underscore Grace underscore Bell at Johnny C for at Secure and Secure Podcast, where you can find the three of us. Please do go and share it on your social media pages if you've enjoyed this episode. Then on iTunes, go down, leave a five-star rating and a review. And on Spotify, just a five-star space. But look, let's keep spreading the word. It's okay to not be okay. And Amelia spoke about her body dysmorphia, beat eating disorders.org.uk is where you can get more information on that please do go and seek information if you're affected by anything that you've heard in today's episode and like i said loaded in paradise itvx or hopefully itv2 send so 15 episodes great escapism tv whilst you've got love island in the evenings have something in the afternoon to watch if you're that lucky to work from home still i'm johnny seifer thank you so much for listening to you until next time thank you and goodbye